0: episode of shock treatment with mel and maddie
1: we know you've all been waiting for this moment and it's finally here it's
0: has we've returned we've returned from the dead we're back at it we have a new
1: home on the dorkening podcast the, network
0: yes which is very nice very good people over there kevin and leo i believe are the gentlemen who run it yes right?
1: much appreciative of them letting us be a part
0: Mm-hmm. got a whole mess of shows on there you know what i mean would you say there was like
1: I think I was looking it up. It said that was like
0: 1,300. Yeah. So. We're in good company.
1: Very. You know, dark discussions. Our friends over at Throwdown Thursday. Yep. The new one, Retro Octopus. I, if I sl- slaughtered that saying, I'm pronunciation and I apologize now.
0: Don't be unhappy. Be happy you're mentioned.
1: Yep. The hey. Horror Squad Cinema with Harrison that did Death, po- Death House.
0: Yep, yep.
1: Yeah, my brain That'll is be fried a big today. Fan. And well, that strange show.
0: It's your first Our time Our new friends. Back. Yeah. I
1: know I'm rusty.
0: Back on the microphone. Yep. Double mic Yeah. Literally. So, yeah, the, the dorkening, you know. When did you meet Leo? You met them before I did, I think, right?
1: Yeah. Um Kevin. I'm not exactly sure which convention I met them at, but we did meet through the convention scene. Um They've had me on a couple of episodes. They let me uh, partake. Mm-hmm. That's how I started doing the panels with them at Scaracon. Actually, I might have actually been Scaracon, the very first one. The very first one that I became friends with them.
0: Yeah, we were talking about that. Was the one with um, the Night of the Creeps reunion, right?
1: Yeah, 2016. Mm-hmm. That was the first summer. Yeah. That they did that in Springfield.
0: Springfield. I remember I yep. missed that one because of the sickness. Yeah. You had the me.
1: sickness. That was a nice weekend try to get away because it was right after my mom passed away. So that was my dad's first convention experience. Oh, there you go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll have to have him on one day to talk about what he thinks of the conventions.
1: He thought it was cool. Yeah. And, you know, he thought it was funny just, like, watching me mm. talk to a lot of these people because he's like, look, my kid's talking to celebrities. Yeah, because like, his first meeting of Felissa Rose mm-hmm. was her literally dropping all her bags as she was. We were walking around a corner and she was getting ready to come around that same corner and literally dropped her bag, screamed and ran over, rushed me and gave me a giant hug to say hi. So that was his first meeting of Felissa Rose.
0: That was a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah. In the horror community, that's like when you when you when you buy your first house and you say, look. I'm a homeowner now.
1: And, well, like, just to that somebody that, you know, is a, you know, quote-unquote, you know, celebrity, Mm -hmm. remembering who the hell I was. Yeah. (laughs) You know?
0: It's a beautiful feeling. Yeah. Like, when you get into the conventions early, you know, you get the early-asm because they've become, over the last, like, maybe 15, 20 years, they've become more of a big deal, you know, where... They were kind of smaller in the beginning and there was like a core audience of horror fans and with things like The Walking Dead and, you know, other things that have made horror more pop culture-y, you know what I mean? Yeah, they,
1: they have their cult following. It
0: brings in a whole different, you know, generation of horror fans. So when you're there in kind of the beginning and you get your meet and greet and become friendly with them, they remember you, which is nice. Like yeah. Kane.
1: Oh, my God. You know. I I was so scared to approach Kane
0: very intimidating very very
1: intimidating um i finally approached him because of Mm felissa she was like oh he's on the other side of my curtain (laughs) i like literally pushed the curtain back and he's like kane come over here i want you to meet someone and i was like holy shit yeah she she did that so that's how i ended up with my machete getting autographed by kane was because of felissa
0: yeah kane's one of the one of the most friendliest guys, but he does. He has that very intimidating look yep. to him. But you don't want to I mean? say
1: that he's like he's actually like that big teddy bear type. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to ruin his rep because. Right. <laughs> but True. he is. He's he's a very sweet guy, and mm-hmm. you wouldn't think that by seeing him because he comes off as very scary. You know, because you're, you're used to him being that role of Jason. So yeah, to see him in person, you're like. Oh my god! I don't want to go near him. He might choke me. Yeah. But and and he did. He used to do that
0: until he got in trouble or something. He got like in that. trouble.
1: Yeah, they, for the choking thing.
0: I remember there was an issue with the machete too, like a couple of years ago. Yeah, I remember
1: hearing that story too. Um, he cut somebody's arm, not By meaning accident, to. Of course, yeah, not meaning to, not realizing that the blade was real, which is why they can't sell those anymore. Yeah. So I got like one of the. I think that was like one of the last of the real machetes that like they it. had at shows.
0: And has the mask on and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah so,
1: that's one of my most prized possessions.
0: <laughs> yeah, for anybody who wants to know how much of a sweetheart Kate Nish is, a documentary. I think it's on Amazon called "To Helen Back," which is about his whole like come up as you know like a stuntman and actor.
1: Yeah, if you're too lazy, if you're too lazy to actually read the novel, to read the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can watch the watch the show. You know, for those that don't want to read a book.
0: This day and age, you don't even have to read a book. You have no, you can it have it you. read to you. Exactly. <laughs> That's how it goes. Yep. But yeah, that was cool. The um, yeah, we uh, we departed from WBOB, which you know.
1: You know, I I will always be
0: grateful for grateful the opportunities for that we got. Yeah, because
1: it did op- it did help open doors for us. Mm-hmm. Um, a
0: lot of good folks over there.
1: You I know? can't I can't say anything bad, but now we can you know reach more. Yeah I mean, people. it was,
0: it was we, we we went in there originally, I think we' with we were given like a trial time slot type thing that I think we were told was going to get stretched out to a longer time slot, which is what you know when you, when you're doing having guests on and such, you know you, it's kind of needed a, a half, half hour, hour is isn't tough. enough. It's tough to kind of yeah, keep everything within within that realm. But um, yeah. Um, in our last episode, I don't think it was ever even released.
1: It wasn't. Um, I, I even with several attempts at reaching out to get it posted so that it was aired. It yeah. never was aired. So you know, I don't want there to be bad blood. Think you know, with
0: well, we've with JV to
1: and whatnot, thinking that you know we didn't we purposely didn't air that show because right. there were people. You know, we said we were going to do it, and it makes us look like we didn't.
0: Keep our word time, and follow uh, through, you know, which yeah, I don't yeah. like
1: either because I follow through with everything when I give my word.
0: Right. So. And, you know, the passes we get are kind of rely on the fact that we're going to talk about it. You know what I mean? So. Exactly.
1: So, and, you know, not getting that so let's show ta- aired. Let's take that time now to talk about
0: that that convention that we were a part of. Yeah, because that, the, was a,
1: that was a great weekend. That
0: was a really great weekend for uh, the Scaracon 2019. A lot of fun. You know what I mean? Latin,
1: we, you know, fresh, I took my now fiance, who was, you know, Fresh Blood, it was his first convention.
0: Yeah.
1: We, you know, we got to do, we did the the panel with Phantasm, it and was, the Scream Queen. Yeah, it was really like, good.
0: It was a really good thing. The, um, well, real quickly, i you know, for, for me, as like a filmmaker and a podcaster, it was really cool because I got to do my first panel as like an indie director.
1: Yeah, with, um, Damien, with and, Damien
0: and Garo. Yeah. And, um, and then as, as the podcasting team, they you know we got to do a panel together for Terrifier. Yeah. Which was cool with David and Damien. That was real. That was a good one. Um, which I think is that online somewhere or no?
1: We have the we have the um,
0: the, the audio, audio, but
1: we don't have video for that one.
0: Think, uh, and uh, yeah, we got to do the um the phantasm 40th anniversary panel which was really cool yeah
1: which i also have audio
0: ah the full audio full audio we should i'll cut them up into something so we can have put them we'll put them up on the pot uh the, the, the new podcast
1: yeah i have i have all of that saved and downloaded thanks to uh the dorkening very nice for recording all of that for us
0: it's all full circle. Yep. Full
1: circle. Full circle.
0: You, um. One hand
1: washes the other, and I want to be a part of. I And I'm thankful to be a part of a network that, you know, is going to let us do our thing and mm-hmm. really follow through with what they say they're going to do too.
0: Yeah, we're very happy with our new Dorketing family. Hopefully, we can get some more panels in. That was a lot of fun.
1: It, yeah, definitely. That was my second year of the darkening allowing me to be a part of that and you know it's it's fun yeah you know i've made a lot of great friends through the darkening throw down thursday Mm -hmm. you know a lot of the shows that are now part of the network are my friends so it's nice for us to all be at the same in the same home
0: the ever-growing home yep it's a full house (laughs) like the tv show but better but better
1: the horror version of it.
0: It's the Fuller Fuller House. Yeah, literally. Yes. And still better. And <laughs> still better. Absolutely. Some things
1: should have never come back, and that was one of them.
0: <laughs> the, the Olsen twins stayed away. They wow. didn't want to get involved.
1: That's because they're waiting for their first horror movie.
0: It's coming. <laughs> We're doing it. We're doing one soon. We're doing a witch movie with them. Um, it's when you take the soul of Heath Ledger and trade it in for... More A bigger makeup line, <laughs> I think. I think that's how that goes, right? Yeah, something yeah. like that. But you also did the Woman of Horror uh, panel there, right?
1: Yes. If I remember correctly? Yeah, with Felissa and Kate Hodge. and Wow. Some of the Night
0: L- uh, Nightmare on Elm Street girls, right? Or no?
1: No, that was... That, that was something else? No, that was something else. I just ended up taking a nice picture with them at a party, but...
0: <laughs> there you go. Even better. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But... That was, yeah, that was a really good weekend. The panels were a fun thing to do. Yeah. Running all over the place like a crazy person, making sure people got to their panels and...
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. The panels were really fun, too. It was cool to be included with such a thing. Because, uh, you know, you get to get up there and, you know, you just kind of ask ask questions that you think... You know, you get an audience full of people Well, watching. I mean, with you,
1: I mean, you... Did the Phantasm yeah. panel with Reggie. Yes. And, you know, that was like a big thing for you because. Oh, I loved it.
0: I love, because I love Phantasm. You know, great franchise. Whole franchise. Except for the last one. I never really, I didn't really like Ravenger, Um, but I think that's because Don Cusk really didn't direct it. Yeah. The other ones he wrote and directed, which I think, um,. That was, and he's your reason. idol. He was like an he's idol of yours my, too. he's one of my so. idols. He's one of my idols yeah. That was like
1: a. That's why I kind of signed us up for that too, knowing that <laughs> when we did that panel, I wish you could have done it with me. Yeah, that, that kind of sucked that the photo op for Terrifier I was at the same time.
0: Yeah, but there's always there'll always be other years. Exactly, you know what I mean. I mean, with Terrifier, they're working on number two right now, so I'm sure we'll have the boys back.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know?
0: That and, was
1: uh, cool. I like how you know the conventions bring everybody together. So you know now Felissa's going to be a terrifier, too. Jason Lively's yeah. going to be a terrifier, too. You know, so everybody makes connections at these things. It's yeah. not. It's not like it's just us.
0: Yeah. Have you heard Felissa's podcast? She heard Tiffany Sheppis and Kane. Actually, yeah, I've heard a couple Fridays of Fridays. I think it is. Yeah. On the Fangoria network, I've heard.
1: I've heard a couple of them. I haven't heard all. Yeah. They've done with it yet, but yeah. it's big because they're coming back with more episodes, so.
0: Yeah, it's kind of hard to fail, you know, with the with, with roster like that. Exactly. Because all the fans, they want to hear their opinions and such on things, you know.
1: And it's nice to hear from them doing it because it's, you know, in the same token, they're fans too, mm-hmm. so.
0: Right. And then they made the movies.
1: Exactly, and they're supporting each other's work.
0: You can't beat it. You cannot beat that, you know what I mean?
1: It's always good when you have other people supporting your work. That you know, when you when you idolize or have them as someone that you're looking up to or whatever, and they're mm-hmm. and you all sit and promote one another and get it's the each way to pack. do it exactly.
0: You know, you make you make a bigger impact with a whole handful of fingers than you do one finger. You know what I mean? With a fist. You know, <laughs> you can poke him on the chest or punch him in the face. What do you? What's going to make more of an impact?
1: You well, know we know me, I mean? so I'm going to rather punch somebody in the face.
0: <laughs> Shoot him and beat him with a bat. Exactly. Kill him up. Um, yeah. So, Scarecon. Looking forward to Scarecon this year. You know,
1: it's I think about to become our new home.
0: I think it is. You know, I had a lot of fun there. I'd say the, the most fun I've ever had at a convention was probably ScareCon. Um, just to be included, like I said, with those panels and stuff was a big deal and a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, we're hoping that there'll be more of that. I know they do a New York one.
1: Yeah, so I want to definitely be able <clears throat> to uh, branch out and go check the one out in New York, too. Yep. Not, I want to get out there a little more, do a little more traveling to yeah. conventions and whatnot, be able to see some of the guests that we haven't seen in the local conventions yet. Right.
0: Yeah, it'll be good. We just lost a big convention. I know. I know. Ain't that sad? Rip, rock and shock. Rest in peace, rock and shock. Yeah. the A um, lot of good people were met, you know, be it celebrities or be it just friends that we have to this day. You know, there, rock you know and shock I mean? is...
1: You know my stepping stone into all of this. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for Rock and Shock, the, the very first Rock and Shock I went to in 2014 was where I met you and Billy Coyne for the yeah. first time, when you guys were doing the. I think you were part of that the Full Moon Booth with yeah, Billy we that year. Yeah, were working
0: Full Moon that year. Yeah. yeah,
1: and that's how I met you guys.
0: Yeah, that was good times. So
1: yeah, six years.
0: <laughs> well, they had the convention itself had a good run. That was probably yeah. like over 15 years that it was there. I remember when that first. When I first heard of Rock and Shock, the first year that it was there, I don't remember the year exactly right now, but I remember my uncle called me up. Uncle Scary Barry called me up and uh, told me about it because having a horror convention in Massachusetts was like unheard of. You know what I mean? That yeah, was the I want to
1: say I want to say it was like 2006 Six or, or seven, seven that yeah. it started. Yeah, and but I had, had never gone or even really heard of it too much until when I went my that first year, which was 2014. Yeah, it had already been like seven shows in or something like that.
0: Yeah, it was our first convention. I think. Like, I at, know it was my a, first
1: big convention thing as like a,
0: for Mass. I don't think Massachusetts had uh, any conventions. I no, mean, not anything. first Yeah, first it was Rock and Shock, and then the other things fell in the place. You know. Like, even Rhode Island Comic Con, I don't think, which is a massive course, but it's kind of one of our local big ones, you know what I yep. mean? Yeah, and
1: then now they're going to have TerraCon.
0: TerraCon. But that disappeared for a little bit, right? And they yeah, they back. were because
1: they wanted to build up, from my understanding of it, was they wanted to build up Rhode Island Comic Con first, mm-hmm. before they started building up TerraCon. So the first TerraCon that I went to was 2017, mm-hmm. and then they were going to have it, the rumor was they were going to just have it on the odd years and then do all the other conventions because they Altered Reality also does the Comic-Con that was at Foxwoods. Okay. Which they didn't have this year, but I... Yeah. Well, this past year. So I don't know if that was because they were going to do Terracon, so they wanted to, like... You know, it was a mm-hmm. lot of unanswered questions right. as to why certain conventions that I was starting to get used to going to weren't happening, yeah, but... Yeah. I don't know if it's because, like, they were trying to get it, get the people for Terracon this year. Yeah. Which, so far, there's a lot of paranormal.
0: hmm Yeah, I've noticed I've noticed that. for the yeah. guests.
1: Um, I think the only guest that so far that's been announced that I really haven't interacted with is Tyler Maine.
0: He's the only, yeah, him and the paranormal guy are the only guys Yeah. Um Yeah,
1: Tyler Maine was at Terracon the first year they did it, mm-hmm. but I didn't really, I was too busy trying to, like, I was talking to, I got into a nice long conversation with Malcolm McDowell, so I didn't, you can't beat that. I, yeah, yeah. That, I wasn't expecting that, mm-hmm. and I think at the time, I think there was, like, a Walking Dead panel going on, so, like, yeah. the floor was really kind of empty, so it, it gave us more time to be able to talk Yeah. to him, which was kind of cool, because, like, when you can you say you had a half-hour conversation with Malcolm McDowell, you can't, right. <laughs> so yeah. that was, like, a big deal, yeah. that, because. It wasn't anything expected. Like I just went up, got his autograph, and ended up in a half-hour conversation.
0: Yeah. Who were some of your other favorite guests that you've seen at Rock and Shock throughout the years? Oh my
1: God! My first convention was Sid Hay.
0: Oh, rest in peace. And,
1: yeah, I I love my Sid. I think Link. he
0: passed in the in-between time. Two of us. Yeah, I was not doing our last show. And, our last and show. And this yeah. one. Yeah. So that was a,
1: that. That hit me hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah, funny. he was, was
1: a, he was a good, he was a really good guy.
0: Yeah, very sweet guy.
1: Very. Um, my dad's first convention mm-hmm. is when he first met Sid too. And yeah. we were helping him bring his stuff in to set up because yeah. he didn't have anybody to help him. Mm. So, you know, and that was the year I first interviewed Sid too with um, the Scream Sisters. Yeah. So, you know, that's a, that was a big deal for me that weekend.
0: Is that interview still up? Or is that lost?
1: Um, there's, it's still floating around. I think after Sid passed, uh, Gail had uh, reposted that.
0: Did you interview him yourself, or?
1: No, I did it with Jess. Okay. So because that was like my first, I was nervous. I was so say it was we, to should my backup. It. Yeah. we should grab it. Yeah. Should
0: grab it. Take it.
1: <laughs> it's a good memory. Yeah. Because you know, that was that was my first interview with a celebrity. Yeah. And it was. It was sick. Sid. Yeah. So yeah, that was very special for me yeah you no know, i love sid like i mean uncle sid Mm-hmm. so That's yeah true. that hurt when he passed yeah
0: i remember i have that one good story about sid where um you know st- stop in and say hi and such but like there was a good story of like i had a friend of mine that was in iraq came he was on leave from iraq and we went to rock and shock and um we he uh, he had a devil's rejects bootleg dvd and, like, we went to, I think Bill Mosley was there and maybe somebody else from the film. And um, we were going down the line. And certain people were giving him, like, the eyeball and stuff. And, like, you know, they'd, they'd ask him, you know, why do you have the bootleg? And I can understand. I think we both can because we had that little issue with somebody. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, people would give him the cock of the eye for the bootleg thing. And he'd tell them why. And then still kind of give him the eye, which I thought was weird. And the, the reason for having the bootleg is when he was in Iraq, the only way he could see the film was to pick up the bootleg. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because
1: they didn't have it there. Yeah.
0: So a lot of people were kind of like, uh, eh, with it. And um, when he got to Sid, I remember he told Sid about it. And Sid, like, got up and shook his hand and thanked him for his service and all that and gave him the free autograph. And he was, like, a real stand-up guy about it. And that always stuck with me. You know, I always think about that story, you know. But um, that's the type of guy that Sid was, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, he was very humble, very down to earth. Yeah. You know, he was very close to his family, loved his wife. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think even more so than being able to actually have that interview with him was all the moments where we weren't in the convention, where we were sitting down to dinner. Yeah. And, you know, having actual conversations, you know, like... That was one of my best memories. Was that yeah. year, you know, being at dinner and it's Kane Hodder, mm-hmm. Felissa, Sid, Anthony St. Thomas, Monique Dupree. Mm-hmm. Like they're all sitting down having dinner, yeah. And I'm sitting there with them, and they're all, you know, we're all having these like ten thousand different conversations, you know, like you would do at a dinner. But each conversation is still like fresh in my memory like it yeah. happened yesterday because each conversation was different like yeah. i was given sit a massage <laughs> and he goes i will give you three days to stop <laughs> because you know most of the time while he was at the convention he was by himself right. you know he didn't have a handler mm-hmm. so you know every now and then we'd go by we would drop him off of some you know chocolate chip cookies or something to drink or whatever, watch yeah. the table for him for a few minutes so he could run and, you know, take a, a break or whatever. And, you know, he was just so appreciative of people making sure he was good.
0: Yeah.
1: So, he was just, he really was. hes a, He was a stand-up man. And,
0: yeah.
1: you know, you don't find that anymore.
0: It's true. Did you get a chance to meet George Romero?
1: I didn't. When he was there? I didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but because of you know time and situations, I wasn't mm-hmm. able to. So yeah, I got to glimpse, I got to, a glimpse of him yeah. that right before he passed. But I never got to meet him.
0: I think he was only there one year, maybe two. I know
1: two. the time he was there that I could have met him was right before he passed,
0: like a year before. he passed, Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. He was probably one of the one of the one of the more you know, one of the memorable ones for me, at least. You know what I mean? That yep. I got to meet. I remember they had Tiny from House of a Thousand Corpses there one year.
1: Oh, see, I would have loved that.
0: It's also the same deal with um with Corey Haim. We're like they were there. They were in. You see him, and you're like, ah, oh, like you know, I don't got enough money or whatever. Because unfortunately, money is what runs conventions. Yeah,
1: and I think that was right before he passed away too. When, and, yeah,
0: like the when next he year. Was there. Yep. Yeah, both of them like the following year. Because you look at him, and you're like, well. I'll get one next year, you know? Well, like,
1: for me, too, like, yeah. um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm-hmm. the, the year I went was because I wanted to meet... Marilyn? Um, no, um, oh my god, there's so many, that there's so many things Oh, Gunnar Hansen. Gunnar Hansen, yeah. I yeah. never got a chance to meet so, him
0: either, yeah. the year was like I was functional.
1: gonna go, the year he was at Rock and Shock was, I think that was the year he passed, but he passed right before Rock and Shock, so... Yeah obviously, you know, that yeah. didn't happen. So I didn't get to meet him before he passed. And that was, that was my reason for going to Rock and Shock that year is because I wanted to meet Gunner. Yeah. So yeah. That, that, you know.
0: I've always heard good stories about him. Yeah. And then, yeah.
1: like, um, there's just so many people that you, you don't plan on meeting that you want to meet or they pass before you get to meet them. And, you know, it kind of sucks right. when you haven't met them yet. But... There's just so many awesome stories and memories behind being able to have these conventions and mm-hmm. going to these conventions and being a part of them that, you know, no one's ever going to take away from you. Right.
0: Yeah, I met Marilyn Burns, I believe, the, a couple years before she died from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And um, that was cool. She was very sweet. She gave me free autograph. Which was nice. I all those. I'm a sucker for free autographs. Yeah, me too. You give me I'm a free not gonna. I'm not gonna complain
1: if I have to pay. But if they're free, it's even better. You yeah. yeah. Seeing so, you know, I like to ball on a budget. Exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. Um. I I gotta take a minute right here though, mm-hmm. because um, you know, I just lost my friend recently.
2: Yeah.
1: And you know, if it wasn't for Matt, I wouldn't have been able to meet Tim Curry.
0: It's true. I that had, is true. I had
1: a brief moment with Tim Curry at Rhode Island Comic Con because of yeah, him. Right. I think I was waiting for you to get there. As a matter of fact, when that I can only
0: run so fast.
1: Yeah, but I, I had just, <laughs> I had just.
0: And it was two buildings.
1: Yeah, I know. It was three Top. buildings. Was it three? Yeah. Yeah, but you, were, I was waiting for you to come. Yeah. And I had just, you had just gotten there, and I had switched over and I'd given you my pass. Yeah. So I was gonna leave. And Matt was doing security. Mm-hmm. And Matt was like, No, you're not leaving. He yeah. was like, I'm down around the back. Come down here and I'll, you can come in with me. Okay. I'm not going to argue. He gave me a pass. Yeah. And he goes, By the way, I'm, I'm back here with Tim Curry and he's having a cigarette. So if you want to talk to him, this is going to be your chance. Yeah. I'm like, are you serious right now? You're out back having a, smoking a cigarette with Tim Curry. Well, he wasn't smoking a cigarette, yeah. but you know, Tim Curry was, was out there. Him, yeah. yeah. Cause he was with him that weekend. Yeah. So I actually got to meet Tim Curry and I didn't even care about not getting an autograph
0: Yeah,
1: because who else can say they had a cigarette with Tim Curry that weekend. That's true, Me. That's true. I got to smoke a cigarette with Tim Curry. Meanwhile, talking about shock treatment. Mm. Matt threw in some promo for DJ Stan course, the Man with you.
0: Of course. I appreciate we that. We actually gave...
1: Tim Curry has a copy.
0: I believe I remember that. Yes. <laughs> Very good.
1: Yes. We gave Tim Curry a copy of DJ Stan the Man. So
0: Changed his life, I heard. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Game changer. <laughs> well, I mean, we had that moment where... Michael Rucker. Yeah. At Rhode Island Comic Con,
0: you I, he, know? He even had me autographed for him, which was yeah. nice. He was a really nice guy.
1: I, I, really, we've been blessed with this. We have been blessed. Because we've got to meet some really awesome people. Yeah. You know, Joey Fatone.
0: Joey Fatone. (laughs) Got my ladies in the background. Yeah. She got to meet him. Childhood uh, hero of hers.
1: Childhood crush. I'm not even going to (laughs) lie.
0: Put his arm around it, too. I almost had to talk to him. (laughs) Take him out real quick. Why are you
1: touching my lady?
0: I met met Joey Fatone at Rock and Shock years ago. He was there. Um, I think he was a part of a film called Incubus. Yes, um, with
1: Robert England.
0: with Robert England yes, Robert England another guy and that was that, filmed
1: here in Rhode Island yeah, you know at the old uh, Cranston police station.
0: Glenn Ciano uh, wrote and directed that. Um, Tommy Danucci Rhode Island favorite, yep. fan favorite I think he cut it up and acted in it and um, what's his name? Oh I'm drawing a blank real quick. He's doing like super good um, so good that it's hard to believe he's a local guy. Um, I don't know why I'm, his name escapes me, but he like produces all those movies and he was like a producer on the Irishman and the silence, the Scorsese film silence. Oh
1: my God. I know he's talking about too. And it's like, yeah, it's, a killing me. Now too. it's killing me. We'll think about it when we're not even talking um, about it anymore. Like we usually do.
0: Yeah. Chad Verdi, Chad Verdi. That's who it was. Um, yeah, but they, I think that was the year. I think Robert England was there. To promote, they did a screening of it. We went to go see the movie. Um, it was like how they do the movies every now and then. Yeah, um, they played that. And, you know, we met Joey Fatone, super cool, and uh, he invited us over like to an after party type deal. Always we went with them, which was cool. That's
1: yeah. He was he was good for that. And then
0: right. Silverman, Jonathan Silverman was there. He was yep. a part of the film, I think. Yeah, Robert England. It was really cool getting Robert England at at Rock and Shock. That was one of those names that you didn't know if they were going to bring in because he was so big. Yep. Um, and they brought him in, which was really nice. Because, I mean, Freddy, it don't get no bigger than Freddy Krueger yeah, in the world. Yeah, and
1: I've, Robert, I've predominantly seen on, like, the bigger circuit, like, yeah. conventions like the con- comic, Rhode Island Comic Con and mm-hmm. whatnot. So I haven't really had too much of an opportunity to be able to, like, chat with yeah. him because, like, at a convention on that scale, mm-hmm. like... In this area, it's hard to get them for, like, five minutes to be able to actually have a conversation with them. It's not like with ScareCon where, you know, it's a big convention, but Mm -hmm. you get more time where, you know, even if it's after the fact where you can sit down and actually, you know, talk to people, you know, whether it be at the the bar inside the hotel or or something over a drink. But, you know, Rhode Island Comic Con, it's such a big scale that you don't get that intimacy level where you can actually sit and you know
0: well i remember even rock shock was kind of tough because he was so popular yeah I the, mean, the lines
1: a... were f- like out the door just for him like I, so uh, which is same thing with like rhode island comic-con you yeah. know you don't get that opportunity because you have so many people that are waiting to meet him I think because Ro- of who he is i think
0: robert was the first time they did that um We had a little noise for a second. I can cut that out. Um, I think Rock and Shuck was the first time that they started their ticket thing where instead of getting in line, you got a ticket and they said, you know, well, this, you know, come back at three and get in line then. Yeah, Instead so it, of just being in there the entire day because, yeah.
1: Like, instead of waiting in line for like five hours. Yeah, to realistically. Be to... Yeah, because
0: I remember those days, you know what I mean? Of um, waiting in line forever and you'd get there and there'd be just certain people that you weren't going to be able to meet. Like, I remember when they first started up, it was around, like, House of Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects was, like, popping big at that time. And, um, like, even going to see Sid and going to see Bill Moseley was, like, tough. Like, those lines were big. But they became became staples. So, like, maybe out of, like, the 15 years that they did Rock and Shock, 13 years, they were there, you know what yeah. I mean?
1: Yeah. It may not have been every year, but yeah. they were there enough that people that wanted to meet them could. Yeah. Which I'm grateful for because, you know, that's how I, obviously, that's, like I said, how I got to meet Sid finally. Right. Bill Mosley's cool. You know, there's... Mm-hmm. Um, Derek Mears. Great. He you know, rocking he I met him at Rock and Shock, he's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Tiffany Shoppist. Right. Joey Netter, Sarah yep. French. Joey Netter and Sarah French, great I, I love them. They're like yeah. the best couple ever. They're doing really great right now. <laughs> I too, know. Which is nice. Sarah has so many movies that are getting ready to come out or out or
0: Did you see Blind?
1: No, I Blind haven't seen it. Blind was really yet. good.
0: Um I'm a part of a film festival there uh, Undo Divergent Film Festival, film awards rather. And um that was like the big movie that we brought in last year. Yeah, I, I think
1: I was supposed to go to that, and I think my lot, schedule kind of.
0: I think a lot of people were supposed to go to it. Yeah, my schedule
1: <laughs> for work kind of like screwed me, so yeah, I wasn't able to make does. it up there for it. Yeah, work is known. For Unfortunately, we had I had to adult. You know. <laughs>
0: no, I hear you. There'll be another one this year. Hopefully, we can bring out some cool flicks again. I know Blind Two is, I think, announced already. So.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of good movies coming out with sequels <clears throat> that you know we can say that you know we've been able to meet these people because of the convention circuit and yeah, the sure. awesome guests that they're able to bring in for us to get to meet.
0: Yeah, Terrifier too. You know, they that Indie Go Go page they had that was like
1: like breaking records breaking left record, and right for yeah. how much money they brought in. You know, with that first day. Yeah. It's like,
0: $300,000 in the first day. Yeah. And they're great people. And, you know, we we both love the Terrifier movies, so we're glad to see that happen, you know.
1: They're a couple of great guys, you know. Mm-hmm. like So, you know, it's nice when you get to meet these people and you get to see good things happening for them.
0: Yeah. Hopefully we can have them on again. a future show again.
1: Especially now that we're back.
0: We have a little history with them. We had David on the show. Then we did the panel with them, you know, try and stay in touch with them. Um... Yeah. Did you ever get a chance to meet John Landis when he came to Rock and Shock? No. That was kind of maybe in the first 10 years. That was a fun deal for me. Because I love, you know, he he has the horror films as well as the comedy films. And, you know, those are probably my two favorite genres of the film. Um, I didn't get to get an autograph from him. I kind of jumped in line. He was another guy that had a line that was enormous. And I usually would only go for, like, a day. You know, I wouldn't do the whole weekend Yeah, thing.
1: I, I think with me, I, with Rocket Shock, it was predominantly, like, a day thing. Yeah. Until, like, the last couple of years. And then it was, like, a whole weekend. It was the whole weekend thing.
0: Yeah, because you get, you know, we'll get passes or something. Or, like, you will know people that... You know, got hotel rooms so you can get in there cheap or whatever. Yeah, we all share
1: a room yeah. and go for the weekends and, you know. that it cuts
0: it down. Because the convention, and, you know, I hate to say it, but in the years, it's definitely the price of going to these things have kind of, you know, upped. Yeah. You know, the one bad thing I'll say about Rock and Shock, unfortunately, is, you know, the prices were going up, but the guests kept kind of being the same people. Yeah. And, like... Well, with the last year, they finally brought in Bruce Campbell, which is something I never thought I'd see. You know what I mean? I never thought. Yeah, I'd see that him. really
1: that really bummed me out that I couldn't go this year. I wanted to meet him. That was yeah. like that was my number one reason for wanting to go to Rock and Shock this year, and I couldn't go.
0: And I didn't even get a chance to meet him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got this. I went. He did a panel.
1: because well, he well, and he wasn't there the whole weekend either. No, was he? just because Saturday like, and
0: Sunday. I think. Yeah, yeah. So that
1: kind of cuts out time because, like, usually, like with the conventions, it's. I've noticed too, like when you're there the whole weekend, mm-hmm. it's usually easier to talk to him, like the first day because there's still not a lot of people or like yeah. the last day because you know the crowds have died down, so mm-hmm. you know they'll have a little more time to talk, so unless
0: they're tired and just leave, leave in general. yeah, leave in general before, that could be and, a tough one. And, yeah, yeah,, but
1: yeah, he would have been an awesome one to meet,
0: yeah, his panel was really cool, um. He's one of those larger than life guys <clears throat> that like.
1: Yeah, they say he's very full of energy.
0: Yeah, so like, I almost feel like the panel was probably better than waiting in line because, like with Robert, when I met him, the line was huge, and you, you don't get you get you get it like thirty seconds to go through and be like. Yeah, you barely,
1: It's like you get a handshake and autograph, and if you're lucky, a selfie. But I, yeah, at, even well, at the you time, pay. he didn't do yeah because he didn't and he didn't do paying. selfies. At the yeah. table, you had to do the professional photo ops so you know not everybody can wants to pay that
0: 70 bucks
1: well not when you're paying 110 just for the signature you know 50 i pay 50
0: bills i remember my moment with robert england was weird because like i got a little poster signed and he goes do you want it personalized and i said no and i think he thought that i was gonna sell he gave me a weird look and i think he thought that i was gonna go sell it on ebay or something yeah the furthest thing from the truth you know what i mean but um, yeah, like with that, there was no time. So I figured if I was to go wait in line for Bruce Campbell, you know, you get in there and you you, you get your handshake and all that. And uh, I have heard stories of Bruce being a little difficult sometimes. You know what I mean? And who wants a bad experience? Not, yeah, not, because not that, this guy. That's un, for sure. un, un,
1: and unfortunately, the bad experiences are what ruin it for a lot of the guests that they bring in because yeah. if they happen to have a diva moment, right. That's it. That's you know, that's what everybody's going to remember you for.
0: And that's the weird thing. Um I think I talked on on the BoomBasta cast. I think we talked a little bit about um celebrities and how you know it's a weird thing because a lot of them they're artists you know what i mean so like artists i'm not gonna say they're weird people but artists are weird people we're artists so we can say they're weird people yeah
1: because we're weird you know what i mean
0: (laughs) some of them are like you know they might be a little socially awkward or something like that and you take somebody who's like that and it's like well now you're meeting a thousand people a day that that you've never met before in your life but you mean so much to them and that's an awkward thing yeah so you you know it's kind of difficult where like you don't know how to act it's overwhelming at it's times overwhelming so i don't get too like if they're off or something i don't get too hard like if they're rude I, i'll get hard on them because i've dealt with a few rude uh celebrities that I, other people have said oh i can't believe they're rude to you they're great with me you know so i can't i won't throw them under the bus uh listen for future episodes maybe i'll throw them yeah under the like bus. i
1: mean i mean i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna throw somebody under the bus right now Oh, i've heard i heard so many horror stories about meeting tom savini
0: yeah, I've then, heard those two. He was then, friendly with me. But when I met
1: yeah. Tom, I first met Tom Savini at Rock and Shock because yeah. of Billy,
0: uh-huh.
1: and like Billy just took me over and introduced me. Yeah. And awesome guy. And then mm. when he ended up being a guest at Scarecon, I think the following year, and super nice. Like yeah. the, it was like I'm like I don't know why people say he's so horrible. He you know he was always nice to me. And yeah. like anytime you know, people say hi, whatever. Mm -hmm. He always seemed to be in a great mood. So like, but people don't take into consideration the fact that like you said, you know, these are guys, these are normal people too. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, they had bad days too. Yeah. You know, so you never know that the moment you met them, they could have, something could have happened that we don't know about. And you know, people don't like to take those little details into consideration too when they're meeting somebody.
0: And you're right about how the reputation carries with you. I know Tom just recently got a lot of heat because of an Indiegogo. He was going to remake City of the Dead, I think, or um, one of those. Yeah, one of those old Italian horror movies, um, which the name escapes me right now. But the plot is pretty much that it's like a reoccurring dream. It's a good flick, but um, he was going to redo it, and I guess they got money and uh, not enough money. But some money, and with certain crowdfunding pages, you're allowed to keep what you get. Yeah. Even if it's not enough to make the money. I mean, make the movie. So, uh, you know, people gave money, and the movie was never made, and people were upset about that. Um, And they were kind of giving them, throwing the flamethrower on them. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but just because the the money wasn't used for that particular production doesn't mean that that money didn't get used to make something else that he did.
0: Well he just released a book I believe too so maybe it went into that Um, but yeah to go with that like if he was more I feel like if he was more of a celebrity with like a spotless image so to speak like if you took a celebrity that everybody loved Bruce Campbell I'd say like if Bruce Campbell did it and it failed I don't think people would have went so hard at him You know what I mean? Yeah. I think because there's that little reputation of being difficult, I think it's easier for people to attack, because people aren't going to attack unless they know that people have their back on it. You know what I mean? They're not just going to randomly go at it. But like I've said, I've met Tom, I think, two or three times, and I've always had good experiences with him. You know what I mean? But I think it's just that whole off, that whole off thing. like.
1: They could have had a cold for all we know. Yeah, you know, you, know I mean? you fighting a you fighting the flu, or you know, and you know, the last yeah. place you want to be is at a convention. You don't know who's got what, right? You, no, you I get agree. that's why they, you know the con. What do they call it? Con crud, the con flu. Yeah, you know, you end up you know come back after a weekend at a convention and you end up sick because you know people don't like to wash hands and you know whatever they
0: knew about the coronavirus before any of us
1: yeah no kidding
0: no you walk around the conventions there's a lot of great people but there's all, you, you do stumble into some certain people that you might not want to shake their hand
1: yeah and that's why they at might the have conventions, up their I,
0: asshole scratching their ass that's why i have constantly
1: guessed. have hand sanitizer and you know benadryl and cold medicines yeah. and you know i'm i'm I go prepared, because you never know <laughs> yeah. what you're going to run across.
0: Uh, life's like a box of chocolates, right? Literally. You literally, don't know, what you're you gonna
1: literally get. don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> you
0: don't know what type of chocolate they would just hold. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like, I never blame them for stuff like that, because it's like, yeah, you know. Um, and for the people can be crazy, too, for all you know. They put something on their hand to fuck with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no kidding.
1: You know, it's like, it, it gives people, like... Uh, is Howie it man's Mandel, the germ, yeah, you know, the, yeah, the germaphobe? Yeah. You can you can kind of understand why you know he mm-hmm. doesn't want to shake people's hands or have people touching them. You don't you really don't know.
0: And they've done tests where like on your at the average hand. Had, like, the, the the bacteria on the average hand and stuff is, like, horrendous. It's a horror movie in itself.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Is you don't know, like, even if when you wash your hands constantly. Yeah. There's still germs. You don't, you're still coming in contact with stuff, you touching stuff to, or not. You still have
0: to turn that nozzle after you soap up. Yeah. And touch the door handle to get out of the room.
1: Yeah, that's why they tell you to take the paper towel, rip the paper towel, dry your hands, and then shut the water off and then use that paper towel to open the bathroom door.
0: <laughs> I want to say I read something that they say... Your hand, the average hand is dirtier than a toilet seat.
1: I, and I believe it too. Yeah. And it's just, I'm good. Like, don't shake my hands unless I actually physically see you yeah. use Purell or, you know, wash your hands in front of me. Don't be offended if I don't want to shake your hands. <laughs> you know, you want to pound it real quick where I yeah. don't really have to touch it too, you know, yeah. side hug, you know, <laughs> you yeah. get to go. but yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, you gotta be careful. It's scary. You don't know anymore.
1: You know, I'm not trying to die from like some. (laughs) I've had cancer twice. If that didn't take me out, I don't want you don't want some random disease to you know or a handshake to kill me.
0: I can see it now. Survived cancer twice. Died by a handshake. Yeah, you know what I mean.
1: And and if I didn't have bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. So that would be my luck.
0: That was a great Ernest quote. I love that. (laughs) My boy Jim Varney, rest in peace. I know, but. Yeah, that was cool. Um, Brad um, Brad came around to Rock and Shock a lot. He was always a cool one.
1: Tobin Bell.
0: Tobin Bell, who's a local guy, I heard recently. Yes, I didn't didn't know that. Like the Weymouth, his mother, I guess, was from the Weymouth area. Um, Linda Blair came around one year.
1: She was there last year. Was
0: she there last year? Maybe it was a couple years. Or a
1: couple years. Maybe it was a a couple years.
0: She could have been there a couple times. She's an iconic one. I didn't go
1: 2019. She was there 2018
0: yeah I'm trying to think of who else was uh alex well, um,
1: vincent
0: yeah alex vincent's been there a couple of years yes i've been there for a little bit but there was a time when he was there every year just about he was one of the regulars um yeah the band the the music thing was always cool interpreting the music into it with the rock and the shock
1: yeah, war
0: <laughs> yeah the Gwar was always good twisted twisted icp came around a lot um which was cool i think they were there last year um unfortunately i missed it i was hoping to we went to the gathering last year
1: yeah we missed i think
0: which was nice i think there
1: was like a misunderstanding what the what the time was supposed to be mm-hmm. because from like the way everything was advertised it looked like twisted was going on at four and meanwhile we're all hanging out chilling and yeah. like the concert's going on and we all thought we had missed it yeah but we ended up really missing it because we were all hanging out, yeah <laughs> well
0: that's the thing like once you get more into the con with all the people um the concert half of it kind of dwindles because those the groups just go and do their own type yeah. of party, you know what I mean, I remember Billy Coyne got the party with Guar one year um and that was just Billy's Billy's he he maneuvers through the system of rock and shock or used to at least when it was still kicking around um. But, uh, yeah, and Billy knew everybody. Yeah, Billy introduced us. Um, We've had Billy on the show numerous times. I'm sure he'll be on again.
1: He's a good friend, so kind of, you know, he's uh, definitely a staple, you know. He
0: really is, yeah. You know, everybody knows Bill. Uh, Billy supposedly will walk into a 7-Eleven, and young girls will say, aren't you Billy Coyne? And they'll want an autograph and a picture.
1: Lucky him. I wish I could get that kind of treatment at a 7-Eleven while I go get my Slurpee.
0: Billy, we're thinking about you over here, bud. I know, I, know I miss listening. your face. Missing your face. Billy is, uh... Billy will be... I, I can count on Billy to listen to this episode. I oh know my god, yeah.
1: But Billy always... One of, our, one of our bigger supporters for this.
0: He yeah. sure is. <laughs> at one point, I think he was going to be a member of the shock treatment. But you don't want to put and too many times at the end, so we can only do two people. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But he can definitely be a correspondent when when we need him.
0: Billy was the hookup for the full moon. You know, the full moon booth, that was good. I was always thankful to Billy for that. Rest in peace, Billy. You know what I mean? It was good times. No, Bill is still with us. Yeah, Bill's still with us. I just we met, it, we met N- at the N- convention N- N- just gave thing. me a face like,
1: <laughs> did I miss something? You don't want to confuse people too much, and, you know, it's not hard to confuse me at days, so...
0: Billy's the only guy that will laugh at that joke, which is fun. That was a personal one from Billy. Well,
1: I was gonna say, yeah, it's it's always good to have inside jokes that you know other people would be like, "What is the problem?" That
0: was one of the one of the issues that WBOB had with me. I think is that I would do inside jokes that nobody else knew,
1: and I usually didn't either, unless you like filled me in prior.
0: <laughs> I have people say I have a dry humor where I tell, I'll, I'll, I'll like I'll tell a joke, real regular voiced, with no zinger at the end yeah you 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 just keep everything at the same
1: yeah so everybody's like was he serious
0: what well that's the thing you gotta look inside yourself to find out if i was serious (laughs) that's how it goes um but yeah yeah the rock and Shock thing it'll be sad to see rock and Shock go uh i know that they they, kevin Barber, who was one of the co-creators of it um I think they're working right now to try and get something else going for the same time of the year and the same venue and stuff.
1: Yeah, which would be cool because that way, you know, because that show really did bring a lot of people together. Yeah, and
0: people looked forward to it. Exactly. It was one of those, it was Christmas for horror fans, you know what I mean? It gave them their, it was their one, you know, their one big, you know, we have Scarecon now and TerraCon and such. Um, But
1: but for the horror conventions, like, for that specific genre, there's not. A lot of conventions. Like yeah. Everything's more geared towards the Comic Con, so, mm-hmm. so you know that's great. They they'll bring in a couple of horror, you know, genre actors here and there, mm-hmm. but it's predominantly everything is the you know like the sci fi and yeah. the comedy aspect, not the horror.
0: It was like the Grandfather Horror Convention. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was it was for for probably the first maybe seven to ten years. I don't. I think that was the only horror convention that we really had. You know what I mean. But yeah, we get so many of uh, different types of conventions. We're talking about an ace, the ace convention.
1: Yeah, that's a that new one. That, up I haven't to, heard that of. was this
0: year. The first yeah. one's this year, I think.
1: Lot of big names with that one.
0: Yeah, that's more of a pop culture y yeah. comic booky one, right?
1: Yeah, it's probably gonna be like a super expensive one <laughs> if you wanna get any autographs of that, that one. You, you can best believe you're gonna be signing over your entire tax refund for that one.
0: That's what they take at the door, I think.
1: Yeah, that's how yeah. that's your admittance fee. <laughs> that's
0: the unfortunate thing about the conventions is the the fucking money that they want for certain things, you know.
1: Yeah, I can't. I just can't fathom spending two hundred dollars on an autograph though, because I'm I'm like, as much as I loved, I would love to get that autograph. At the same time, that two hundred dollars, I could buy groceries, or you know, make a car payment, or mm-hmm. you know, because like I'm I'm just the average person i don't make that kind of money Mm -hmm. to blow it on somebody's signature
0: that's the the jason momoa beef was about money he wakes up he wakes up in night sweats wondering why why he why we have the big beef yeah uh (laughs)
1: that yeah that was kind of was that it was kind of you know i was excited like i mean we had to split the price of that photo op you know three of us paid for that photo op yeah. And, you know, come on, just sign I mean, our still, picture for free. You know, well, you make nice. us, we, it was like $100 for the photo op. You know, yeah. just sign our picture for free. No, you want another $80, and you can't even just go up to say hi. That was the thing. That's the manager, though. But that wasn't even so much him. It was his manager. Well, he, she didn't he, want you to just go up and be able to, like, hi and wasting his time.
0: Well, the whole thing with that, from my point of view, is, like, I was going up. I just wanted to go in and say hi. And realistically, if you're going to give... If you're going to spend a half hour st- of your life standing in line to meet somebody, they can at least shake your hand.
1: Yeah, true y- enough.
0: You know what I mean? Or even if you don't want to shake my hand because you're afraid of coronavirus, you can say, you can give me the nod and be like, hey, you know what I mean? I'm, you know, that, yeah. that's good enough. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, yeah, I remember I, I, was, I waited in line for like 15 minutes and then I got wise and I was like, I'm going to go see if I could even do this. And, um, yeah, because we did more, stand there for a it was while. More than fifty. We, no, it
1: was more than that. We stood there for a while.
0: I didn't want to sound foolish. Yeah, no, Growing we in were. Line for I, nothing, I,
1: I really think we were there for like a good half hour, forty-five
0: yeah. minutes almost. And they said no. Yep. You can't meet him without paying eighty dollars.
1: Yep. We just stood here for forty-five minutes though, for you to finally tell us that.
0: I laughed, and he looked at me and gave me the eyebrow. Like I was a bad guy for not wanting to pay eighty dollars to shake his hand.
1: And I like again too. I don't really think it was so much him. I mean, when we when we were standing in line, he really didn't have that big of a line.
0: He gave me the he gave yeah. me the people's eyebrow though. <laughs> he, he, he gave me the eye. Like if it wasn't him, he wouldn't have gave me that eyebrow. Yeah. Did you see a Super Bowl commercial?
1: Oh my god! Yes, I did. Yeah. I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. It was so disturbing, but it was so great. Yeah. Like he yeah, so it was has, fun. Yeah, it was definitely fun. I mean, why do people really watch the Super Bowl? I mean, I, I mean, granted, as a kid growing up, I watched the Super Bowl for the commercials and the halftime show. Now I'm right. actually watching the Super Bowl for the game. Right. No, I hate
0: <laughs> so. you. It was a good game, though. I yeah, will, it was I will definitely, give it to him. I'll it was give a him good that. Game.
1: I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm a Pats fan, yeah. but you know, it was nice to see somebody other than them in the Super Bowl.
0: You're the only Pats fan that's ever said that.
1: I'll, I'll take heat for it. <laughs> he said it too, you know, but.
0: Yeah, no, I hear you.
1: It was nice to see you know other teams that worked their butts off all year too. Yeah.
0: we get Brady's coming back. Yep. The yeah, Hulu had to pay him for a commercial to be able to. Announce. Oh my
1: God, that commercial was! I I was ready. I was waiting for them to say, "Oh God, I hate Patriots fan in uh, the. world is going to get all mad right now because he's going to announce his retirement on a Super Bowl, cause a halftime commercial. You know. He's probably paid like a million dollars
0: to do that commercial, if not more. And I knew he wasn't retiring. There's no way.
1: No, they it, said he's got a, like, I think they, what do he sign? Another three-year contract or something with them? For,
0: like, $500 billion, Yeah, darling?
1: He's got a, He's his family, between him and his wife, they never have to worry about anything. They're set. Well, his I, kids are set.
0: Even if they gave him fi- $50 to come back, he would have come back just from ego alone, won't let him retire. He wants one more Super Bowl ring, I think, before going out.
1: Hell, why not just try and get one for each? You know, have one for each finger. I think he. They does. got six. Yeah, I was
0: like they've got right. six. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
1: you get two. You got thumbs now. You know, just 40. go all get all ten.
0: Somebody says forty-eight now or something like that. Which he's in... two days older than me. Oh really? Yeah,
1: he, his barth, he, he was August third, nineteen seventy-seven. I was August fifth. So we're very. He's literally two days older. In than football
0: May. years, he's like three hundred years old. Though, yeah, seriously you know what though. I mean? you know he was usually out by like 35 usually yeah like aaron hernandez that boy
1: yeah that he was that was documentary man <laughs>
0: <laughs> what'd you think of the documentary of aaron hernandez hey, that's kind of have, theme, right?
1: yeah have you uh watched it yet
0: i sure did <laughs> I, I you know the aaron hernandez <laughs> thing was always interesting to me it's funny because when it first happened i was like ah, just some like football player who realized that he can't you know officially can't get away with breaking the law. You know? Yeah. But, um, it was fun. Um, yeah, the documentary was interesting. three-parter on Netflix. Yeah, it was, it was cool. It was,
1: uh, a lot of stuff that they didn't talk about on the news. You know, the news yeah. brought up all the bad stuff, but they don't, they didn't get as in-depth as that documentary did. You know, like, Hit the aunt that had the car for a year in her garage yep. and you know, the well, whole homosexual aspect that, you know, they brought they touched on briefly yeah. you know, I thought they'd go with deeper the news but yeah, I don't think I think that other kid did that it was on the documentary went deeper. Literally. But literally
0: yeah. <laughs> the um Bobby Kraft, I remember, like, threw him under the bus on that. Big time. He he was, like, the villain of it by the end of it, which was funny. Like, when they end off with him being like, if you want your kids to be special, you make them play football. Yeah. Yeah. But my whole take on the the Hernandez thing is, uh, my whole opinion, it didn't really change much, um, seeing the documentary, but my whole take on what I think happened was, I think he was just, you know, he came from, was it like New Britain, Connecticut or something like that? Yep. Which is kind of a rough area. You know, a lot of people hear Connecticut and they think it's all rich people on boats and stuff.
1: Yeah, no. They got their hood section. too. They got their hood too. section,
0: And I think he just came up with, in that area, you know. He might, he might rub an elbows so with maybe some of the wrong types of folks.
1: Yep. Father passed away and didn't, he didn't have anybody to guide him in the right direction anymore. His mother anymore was, really yeah, it was, was really weird, too. Yeah, she really was. Even some of the conversations that they played between him and her.
0: Yeah, it was in weird. that
1: was weird. Like, the way he would, like, was really having arguments with her while in prison. When he
0: yeah, when he said he wanted to punch his mother in the face, that was the only time in the documentary I was like, well, that don't make you look good.
1: No, not when you you're, know. you know, in prison for murder. And they were kind of
0: painting him as a little bit of a victim himself, like, throughout the documentary. Yeah. So, like, when they threw in that thing, I was like, oh, that might not have been, you know. Yeah, not the best. But, um, my take on Aaron Hernandez is I think he he got all this money. Um, let
1: the fame go to his
0: head. Let the fame go to his head, and he, it was kind of like that Scarface thing where all, you know, all these... The are, world is mine. You know, they they want to... Well, all these people, like the football players, who, like, they got the good life, but they want to be, like, gangsters, too. So I think what he did is he took some of his money and he put it back into the streets. And with that, they bought drug money for whatever drug. Yeah. And, um, like, that Odin guy... Who they always paint to be innocent, but I don't think he was an innocent No, dude. there's
1: no way. He's just trying to make it look like he yeah. was.
0: What I think happened is I think that he said, well, it's Aaron Hernandez. He's He just got $40 million to play for the Patriots. He's not going to care if I skim, you know, 1500 bucks off the top of this, which realistically he wouldn't care. But the people that he gets the drugs from and runs the operation with do care about that 1500 bucks. Yeah,
1: because that's not like it's pocket change. Because it ain't
0: pocket change. They're not $40 million. You know, they're not millionaires. So what happens, I think, because Hernandez was linked into it, they brought them out there and they said, look, you gotta, you have to kill this dude. Because it has, like, the mafia tie thing and, like, the political thing where, like, they, they tie you into the dirt so, like, you can't turn on them. Yep. So I think that they made him kill him so he could never flip it and be like, I'm just a millionaire football player, man. I got nothing to do with this. So now if he did rat on them, they could say, well, you killed this dude, and we can prove it. Yeah. So I think that was the whole tie-in, and um, yeah, he really got banged out on like being stupid with like, like bringing the the rental car back to his house, which the, was stupid. The
1: bubble gum that or he bubble gum. there was a part where he had bought a pack of bubbleishes or bubble gum at a, the convenience store prior to killing him, and yeah. they found that same chewing gum at the scene of the crime. He yeah. had on he had on Jordans or something, and they were. His footprints were in the area around where the body was found with the same, you know, insignia from the sneakers he was wearing. So they matched up the sneakers with the footprints or whatever. So, you know, that didn't help his,
0: you know, without
1: keeping him away from that scene. And it was only a few miles down from where the hell he he was living. Like, if you're going to kill somebody, you don't do it, like, two miles down the road from where your home is.
0: I heard he autographed the dude's shirt, farewell Aaron Hernandez, too, and then shot him and left him in the dirt. That's a joke. So the other thing that killed him was the um he walked around his house holding the gun, which was bad news, because it's in the surveillance yeah, cameras. Yeah, yeah. And he figured, well, it's my surveillance camera, like it ain't gonna be an issue.
1: Yep. And then his girl sitting there trying to say he didn't have any guns in the house. How can you say he doesn't have she any? She was guns just in trying to be
0: loyal. Yeah. I feel bad for her, and they kind of dogged her in the media too for looking like. Uh, Bow Wow, the dog himself.
1: Oh, oh God, that had me laughing because I is, actually posted that meme. Which
0: is more of an insult to Bow Wow than yeah. very realistically, <laughs> if you think about it. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. So, yeah, that was the whole thing. And they, they didn't really get too deep into the gay thing. I know they were – I think they talked about, like, he was, like, molested or something like that when he was younger. Yep. Yeah.
1: Um. The – They did – they showed a lot like, about, like, down in the college with, like, Tim Tebow mm-hmm. – and you know With the i thing the i thing that the, was interesting i yeah, forgot all about because, that fact. yeah and then he, he wrote it on himself was, it was it was written on him when he died so you know it was truly like he really was a, he was a waste of talent like yeah
0: but you know he was just a damaged person who yeah. just, just happened to be in the platform of a million dollar arena, you know. I, I mean,
1: mean and even I mean there was other that other football player that was on the Patriots that they
0: shot himself? No, the other, other one that about was bad too.
1: Yeah. because of that the head, the head injury the thing concussion yeah. thing. No, the other guy that came out as gay. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, how they were trying to keep that part of their lives secret because mm-hmm. of the fact that they were football players and who's gonna wanna who's gonna see a football player is, you know, God forbid, you know be gay, you know, yeah. it's not, it shouldn't be allowed because he's a football player. And it's even, go, I mean,
0: things are way def- different now than they are even the Hernandez, when Hernandez played, what, like 10 years ago, or something like that? Yeah, like, it was like 2013
1: some, or something. Yeah, some a
0: period of time of, has gone by, you know what I mean? So yeah, and it's, it was, you know, more of a, I guess, something you want to hide back in then, more so than now. So I can kind of see their standpoint on that, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, they they really breezed over the, the gay aspect. They, they touched on it, but they like the like how he had the roommate, the guy that was in jail with them, like
1: oh, the guy that he would, yeah. I
0: heard more about that from the news when it happened than I did in the documentary. Yeah,
1: they they touched on it briefly, but they yeah. didn't go too much into it. Yeah, you know, pretty much just long enough to like rehash it from the fact that it was on the news, and then that was it. But then there was like a lot of stuff that was in the documentary that you didn't hear on the news either.
0: There was a funny thing in the documentary, if I remember correctly, where that the the, the father and the son from that he used that he was like sexual with back in the day, yeah, were like sitting there, and the father's like, "There's no way Aaron would do anything sexual like that with another man." And like two seconds later, the kid next to him was like, "Yeah, me and him used to do sexual things," and it was just like such like an awkward moment, yeah, because like. It was like the father like got his mind blown in front of like America and the world, which was funny.
1: But I, you know, I accept the fact that my son is gay. But you know, I don't accept the fact that he just told me now that he was with Aaron.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, he must be a big sports fan. He, he didn't want him to disgrace Aaron, Hernandez, <laughs> yeah. I guess I don't know. Um, but he, he was a very old school father. Um, but yeah, you've seen the documentary, right? Yeah. Yeah. What was I your see- favorite part?
1: <laughs> the whole thing, <laughs> we couldn't, we couldn't really get away from that.
0: Yeah, we yeah, had never done that. Was, that was a you can quarter. talk, you
1: know. You can say you yeah. want to interject something here. Go right ahead. <laughs> that was
2: a dark documentary. It was yeah. Very dark. Yeah. At the end, towards the end, very dark. Very dark. I uh the last conversation they played when that documentary with the wife.
1: Yeah, right before was I. Dark. Right before he killed himself, yeah. the last that conversation dark. they had—that was very dark. The one
0: about her being rich now, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, like that was. Dark. Yeah, it was kind
1: of heartbreaking at the same yeah, time. Man.
0: The interesting thing in the documentary that, that stuck out to me is, like, throughout the whole trial, mm-hmm. he never showed emotion. No, he but, seemed to get angry. But at the the last one, when they said that when they didn't convict him of those other two killings, mm-hmm. he broke down in the courtroom. Yep, and started crying, I thought that was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if it was a, I, I don't know, uh, like a like. I don't know, but I, maybe, maybe he knew that if he, because there was talks of, like, how if he didn't, if he wasn't convicted of the, like, but he was convicted of the Odin dude's murder, but if, like, he wasn't a convicted felon or whatever, then he, the family can get the payout. Yeah. So I almost wondered if, because he thought, you know, because he was, you know... Not convicted of that, that he could, the lawyers could always try and spin it back and say, well, you know, he didn't get convicted of this murder, so maybe he really didn't do this one. And maybe at the moment when they said that is when he knew he was going to kill himself. Yeah. You know what I mean?
2: The only thing I sympathize with him on was the fact that he was molested. Yeah. He was molested. Yeah. That messed with his mind.
0: Of course.
2: In the end, I think that's what started creeping up on his. Sexual preference, yeah, man. I mean, him trying to hide that—that was just. I think that just crept in, crept in on him real quick. Yeah, and I don't know. He's had to
1: had some effects maintain on maintaining a him. rep.
0: Yeah,
2: with his
1: people, right?
2: You know what I mean? Being a thug, being a gangbanger. banger.
1: Yeah. The football, you know, at, you know yeah, being I mean, that right you know. football player.
2: It just—it just played into
0: all of it. Well, when know. he got like kicked out of his house for smoking weed.
1: Yeah. And went and lived with the and went in the
0: hotel. Lived yeah. in, like, a little apartment or something. I right. wonder what, actually, I wonder if there was a lot, like, if you had boyfriends that lived there. No, I think... I you know what I'm I mean? Sure like, I works. wonder if it was one of those on kind side, of things.
2: On the side, like...
0: Because he, mean. yeah, he, like, supposedly didn't get along with the teammates, right?
1: No, they all, they, they, he never wanted anything to do with anything no, that they were doing like, together. I wouldn't want they anything they to do with
0: Gronkowski get... either, I'm not gonna lie.
1: I don't know. There was a...
0: Gronkowski seems like trouble to me. I don't know. Just a part of you. He's a, yeah, well,
1: he he's, he's young. He, he, he was young he too. Stopped. Like I think he, he,
0: I think him and him and Aaron were going to get married, and then he, he, <laughs> he, he, he cut it off, and then Gronkowski had Aaron and his killed in prison. <laughs> oh
1: God! That's Here we go. Happened. You know I what? I'd uh, be surprised. Uh, you know, Crazier things have happened, it. right?
0: I think Bobby Kraft tried to cover that whole thing up, and once they started getting out of control, they kind of. Yeah. They were like, "You're taking this fall," and then like,
1: yeah.
0: you know, I don't
1: there's know. There's only if so they much you involved. can do. There's all. There's only so yeah. much you can do to help a person. Yeah, no, the no, Be-
2: Patriots tried to help him; they really did. But there's
0: only
1: so not much like you can do. A pos- you can
0: positive help, though. I don't think. Yeah, I think it was more of a yeah, I think cover-up I had help. that
2: secret little apartment, like it, you said. Yeah, it was a
0: cover-up I mean, help. They yeah, yeah. and they really only helped him to help themselves because they don't want they that. They don't want to tarnish that reputation. Patriot star murderer on the front pages. You know what I mean.
1: Yeah, because they couldn't, you couldn't mention anything about the Patriots, or you know even wear anything with the Patriots logo on it near that courthouse when that trial was going on.
0: I remember people burning his jersey, man. Oh I wish I had taking God.
1: it back and crazy. selling it just so they could get crazy. a different one.
0: I would. You pay one hundred fifty dollars for a jersey, you ain't gonna burn that jersey. Was, you it, make it, an so expensive sad, towel he, he out of
2: it or something.
1: He was a beast. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean he's like Rob Gronkowski. Maybe a little bit smaller. Yeah. And size, but a, maybe a, little but
1: a force to be know. reckoned with regardless. Right. He was. He was. It, a it's a waste fan. of talent. Waste so, of talent. It's so
2: sad how he went out like that. It really is. It, it's, it's up there with OJ and all these other. You know, I mean, I'm, yeah. Not that OJ wasn't, you know, POS, <laughs> but I'm just saying it's up there.
0: Yeah. He did the naked gun movies. Yeah. He can never <laughs> yeah, do it. He can <laughs> yeah. never do it. No exactly. Other than
2: wearing a football and yeah. being a naked gun movie. Yeah. <laughs> and stealing from his own
0: museum. It's true. his own stuff. I like put John 316 or something on his, yeah. on his head or something, on the face or his forehead. Yeah, it's or like, how's it tying,
1: like is it tying him, him to creeping. Tebow or, you know. well the it's fact creepy. that the, the the coach with. uh. Down when he was in Florida or whatever. Oh, the you know? college coach. Yeah, that could have,
0: that's an interesting take on it too. You know, the Penn State guy. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: don't know. You never we know. Went to Florida. Oh, Florida. Like Florida. Yeah, America. Florida. Jerry, you mean Jerry, the coach in Florida? The Penn, the Penn State. No, Florida about, coach. Florida For, where when where Hernandez went? They were talking about you know with the John three sixteen when he died he, yeah, he had that
0: yeah, he wrote that on his thing. face. That's another
2: thing that people are bringing up.
1: Is it because it's got something to do with them too? Tebow and the coach? You know, why that specific thing written on you when you kill yourself? It's
0: weird. Tebow it's three, either. Three and
2: 07 board.
0: 07. Well, what is it? I can do all things through Christ? Is that what three six, John 3.16 is? York, I believe quota, so. Think?
1: Yeah. I think, yeah.
0: I think it, it probably, uh, if he was a religious guy, it probably had something about how. You know, suicides kind of, you know, the, in religion, you know, they kind of look down on suicide. Yep. So I think it was kind of one of those forgive me for what I'm about to do type things. Yeah, because
1: there was a lot of comments, too, in regards to the tattoos that he started getting after yeah. a while, too, because... Those were very or, stupid, too. Yeah. He did a
0: lot of stupid things. Wow,
2: those tattoos are yeah. basically just giving yourself up. Right. Like, I killed this dude. It literally says, I killed him. Through his him. Yep. <laughs> so he has tattoos. Re- you revolver? Obviously, you want to get caught. Obviously.
0: Well, he tortured soul. I mean, maybe, you know, he hated himself so much that he just wanted, he had everything and he just wanted to destroy it because he just hated himself so mm-hmm. much.
1: He did a good, good job a of doing it.
2: He had a beautiful life.
0: Yeah. You
2: know what I mean? Nice house. Mm-hmm. Everything. Be happy Started with that. Started a family. And, yeah. yeah, be happy with that and uh, move on. Wrong. like get away from it. Let's just throw it away. More, yeah, it's the psychological thing. He shot thing. somebody in the face with spilling a drink on
0: him. Yeah.
2: I mean, that dude on. was
0: troubled, though.
2: Yeah. Oh, no. They I, all were. They both were. Well, they I'm all were. You can shoot somebody in the face with spilling sh- a drink on you spilling a drink on you. Yeah, you got a problem. A
0: There's you. something going on. Oh, come on now. <laughs>
2: That's an accident. I'm sorry. There's a club. I'm sorry. Don't <laughs> no. <me>. I still <laughs> want a drink on you. I'm sorry.
0: You know. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, it's weird. Crazy thing, but yeah,
1: yeah,
0: with uh, rest in peace, Aaron Hernandez, huh? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> but with that, I
1: think we can wrap up our first episode back Back. now that we just opened all kinds of floodgates for, ma- oh, for criticism. Yeah. <laughs> it was good though, it,
0: you know, we don't want to go too far. It was an interesting doc, you know, I liked it, it was good, yeah, times. it really
1: was. Like I said, it, it, it touched on a lot of aspects that weren't brought up in the news or, yeah you know a lot of things that the news left out yeah you know with putting that whole thing together
0: we were not expecting to go in that direction but no but that's it, it the did. good thing about our show is we roam freely <laughs> you know what i mean we'll go wherever we at need least to for go. now <laughs> yeah <laughs> unless leo gives us a text or a nice email telling us to not to go so far but i don't think he will huh? free form radio right or whatever they say, free speech. free speech. So far. So far. For now.
1: our show. For now, at least. It's in free speech. Right? Yeah. It's in the constitution still. It's true, for the most part.
0: You got ripped up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> <laughs> folks. We hope you enjoyed our first episode back of the shock treatment with Mel and Maddie. Um We'll catch you again soon in the next episode on the Dorkening Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.